Greetings. This is Main Menu for the week of November 6th, 2015. I'm Randy Rosnack, along with my co-host, Jason Castanguay. Are there features that still stand out on the iPhone that you wish would be on Android? Our special guest, Nimmer Jabber. Cool. You guys had a good show last Friday. Oh, thank thank you. you. Awesome. Yeah, good show. <laughs> ACB Radio livening up, so it's good. This week, we'll be talking about Android and a little bit of iPhone thrown in. And now, here's Main Menu with my friends Nimmer Jabber and Jason Castanguay. Welcome to Main Menu, everybody. I'd like to start out by saying that I wanted to find somebody who's just great with Android, who really likes the Android platform. Unfortunately, we couldn't get him, so we got Nimmer instead. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Nimmer and I have been friends for years and years, and uh, he's a really good tech guy. He's uh, very good at what he does. Uh, I'll delete that part. (laughs) (laughs) We've had such great times. And uh, we keep in contact all the time, both with Twitter and Skype and, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. So, um, yeah. Again, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. All right. Let me start out by asking you, what drew you to the Android platform, uh, number one? We'll just start off with that. What what uh, what was the reason that you decided to go with Android? Well, I started out, I hated anything to do with a smartphone. And I did not get... Any sort of an accessible phone till probably 2010, 2011. We've all been there. Somewhere on there. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. Did not want anything to do with them. The iPhones, uh, probably four had already been out. The um, Android had a few versions out. Of course, uh, Talks and Mobile Speak and all of them had, had been around for a while. And I avoided all that. I just had a flip phone. And... Uh, one day I was in the phone store and I ran into this phone and had a keyboard and and I said, well, this thing still has a button, so it can't be terrible. It was a slider phone, had a touch screen too, and I said, well, I don't know, it has a keyboard, so maybe it'll be okay. So I picked it up and that was kind of my first introduction into Android. I didn't really know a whole lot about Android or Apple, except I didn't really want Apple because I just heard that Apple was really closed off, and that just wasn't my style. Mm -hmm. So I picked up this Android device and um, started playing around with it, and it was really crap. It wasn't accessible at all. It was just terrible. This was back. um, You couldn't use the touch screen hardly at all. And uh, the only thing that worked was you can move around with the arrow keys and the keyboard, and um, access things kind of like hitting the tab key on a computer. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. What was the brand? Not that we're going to bash any brands, but just kind of curious where it came from. Do you remember? Well, the first one, I believe, was a Huawei. A who? Or something like that. <laughs> Huawei or whatever their, their brand is called. Some Chinese wow. company. Okay. Hmm. Never heard of that one. Yeah, some sort of a Chinese company. And I've tried just about a, a bunch of the brands. I've gone with Huawei, Motorola, LG, HTC, Samsung. And every year I buy an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me, let me just say that when I was starting out with phones, I really had a hard time finding a phone that was accessible. And I 
started off, I didn't know a thing about phones, so I thought, well, everybody's telling me, get a Motorola Q. And back in those days, I thought I was really cool, be, uh, you know, because I had a, a phone that I could actually run, and it was the Moto Q. And what I didn't realize is that it was a Windows phone. I didn't care what it was. It didn't have Wi-Fi, but I could still use it, and it had so many issues. Um, but it talked. I could receive calls. I could kind of browse the web and kind of do this and kind of do that. But yet, I really, really enjoyed it. But I didn't know Windows phone, uh, Windows phones from Apple, uh, from, and I don't even know if Android was around back then. I suspect it was not. But um, back in those days, it was either a Windows phone or a, um, or or some kind of an Apple phone that wasn't accessible. It was it was not good back then. And we're talking about. What are we talking about? Two thousand and two or three or some way back there at any okay. rate. Um, so I understand where you're coming from, Nimmer. It was just a ridiculous time back then. And then let's move a little forward. Then what happened? As time went on, uh, Android kept improving, and I decided I really liked the smartphone and what it had to offer. And there's so many apps that really opened up a lot of doors in terms of um, just navigation, being able to get to places. Uh, my orientation's always been very good, but having a device that is able to let me know what intersections I was at and that type of thing just made the work a little bit easier and, and traveling a little bit more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, money identification, a lot of these apps had just you know started to come out and, and for Android, and there were, you know, it really opened up a lot of doors. Now, just for the record, you're totally blind, right? I am. Okay. Now, before we move into some really neat things that you're able to do with your phones, what is your take on if a person would come into where you work as a Trek trainer and say, I absolutely cannot use a phone because I'm totally blind? What's just your answer to that? Or... or uh, Low vision user. I can't do it. It's impossible. Go ahead. What would you say? Well, my answer would be that for a long while, I didn't think that I was going to be using a smartphone. And, um, you know, that once you really give it a little bit of a chance and you see the things that it's able to do, then you end up really coming around and, uh, and being able to use a smartphone and at least trying to learn it. You have to have somebody who's patient teaching it. And uh, and you really, you know, you need to know what your options are and what it can do for you. Now, if somebody said uh, whatever type of phone that they were interested in, like, I'm interested in Android phone, can I use an Android phone? Uh, you know, what what do you have to offer me as far as Android accessibility? What would you what would you tell them? I would say that uh, it really even today depends on the manufacturer of the phone. That Android as a whole is, in general, is very accessible. Um, just out of the box, the way that Google has it is extremely accessible. Um, that you're able to do just about any task on the phone with um, uh, relative ease, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's for varying uh, types of people. So some people may want a platform that just works. And they don't have to mess around with it, and they don't have to connect it to their computers or anything else. At which point, you know, if you want something that's really, um, um, you know, you don't have to do a whole lot of work to it, get an iPhone. You know, it's a great platform and works very well. And uh, if you're able to 
do a little bit of research and look around at which phones are accessible and find apps and things like that. The resources uh, tend to be a lot less for Android. I found even now that there's some glitches between both platforms. I mean, let's face it, there there are some issues that people are going to have. Like one thing that I just absolutely can't stand, and I'm not at all afraid to say this because it just is true. And people may disagree or agree with me. It doesn't really matter. And I'm not bashing any type of of platform, but I absolutely hate iTunes. I hate it. <laughs> I heard it coming. <laughs> <laughs> I I consider it a virus. Now, you you guys out there can can say anything you want. You aren't going to change my opinion. However, uh, there's some things about Android that I don't particularly care for, and that's okay because we all have our opinions and and we all uh, just love our smart devices. One thing that I can tell you, I'm going to relate a story here, and I think Nimmer's going to really agree with this, and he'll, he'll really like this. My son, who is 28, uh, came in to my home one time, and he said, Dad, I really think it's cool to uh, listen to an audiobook, but I'm I'm not sure really how to do it. I, I understand the procedure, but I, I'd really like like it on my phone. I said, okay, well, uh, he was under a lot of stress. My son has, <laughs> let's just bring it out here. My son has a two-year-old son. <laughs> my, my grandson is two, <laughs> in other words. And so he wanted something that he could fall asleep by, he, he being my son, my son. And he wanted to um, just relax and read an audio book. He just wanted to rest his eyes. Please let me just rest, and I want to read an audiobook. One of the neatest things that I wish that Apple would do would have the ease of placing material on one device. Uh, and you just can't as easily work with iTunes into transfer material. Now, I plugged the phone into my, I plugged my son's phone into the computer looked for my book, copied it, and pasted it on the phone. How cool is that? I mean, I... That is nice. I had performed this task in maybe a minute. And you cannot, I don't care, you can't do that with an iPhone. There again, if you want to work with an iPhone to do other tasks, they're very easy. So I'm sure, Nimri, you probably would agree it's really easy to uh, put content on your android device correct well definitely you can just plug it right into the computer and uh put it right on there or uh, i mean there's all kinds of cloud services too it just it makes it real easy to do and that actually helps on the iphone too those cloud services that, uh, some of the apps interact with them or i mean there's even icloud drive and i'm not sure if there's a pc component for icloud drive but you can put stuff there and then grab it from the iphone yeah well there again uh the the cloud drive does work uh, on a computer but uh, I think it works better on the cloud than it does on the PC. What do you think, Nimmer? I would agree with that. That it does work a lot better. It's it's not great on the PC. Yeah, well, I'm glad you agree because if you didn't, I'd edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> the um, iPhone yeah. also has uh, really limited file management in general. Even when you are working on the cloud, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. file management is very clunky with it. Um, on Android, a lot of times you can use a file manager and it's the same cut, copy, paste, move things around in a very similar way. 
yeah that you would I, even when you're not on a phone so yeah i totally agree now we're talking uh right now doing this show on november 1st 2015 that's the time of this recording what type of device nimmer do you currently have and by the way nimmer goes through phones quicker than i go through kit kats <laughs> and i mean kit kats in the sense of the candy not the not the type of operating system that's out there oh that's right yeah forgot about that yeah clever huh <laughs> yeah as an uh, at trainer i find it very beneficial to hop through devices and uh, makes it so that i can uh, learn different platforms and figure out the most accessible options and so i'm with uh, t-mobile's jump and uh, their new jump feature is even better than their old jump feature because now I can upgrade three times a year. I just walk into the store, turn in my phone, get a new one, or trade it online or whatever. And uh, the cost of the uh, other phone that I turned in is uh, then waived, and uh, I just pick up a new one and start making payments on the new one. That's great. And so I do go through phones a uh, crazy amount. And uh, my latest phone is the Galaxy Note 5 from Samsung. And it's a, uh, it's a really very, very nice phone. It's a very uh, not durable. It's all glass and uh, some metal on the sides. <laughs> and it's larger too, right? It's more like a 6 Plus type size? Yep, it's a little bit uh, a little bit smaller than the six plus, but not by any noticeable difference. Definitely thinner than the six plus. Okay. Uh, but it, it is close to the, that same size. Now, one of my complaints about phones in general are the speakers, as most uh, people are concerned about who are low vision or are totally blind. Um, have they ever come out, to your knowledge, with a built-in speaker system that's stereo on Android devices? Definitely. Uh, there are a few. Motorola has a couple of devices. Uh, HTC, their devices, their uh, 1M8, 1M9, those devices are stereo speakers. They have them on the front of the phone. They're really loud. Um, so wow. definitely they, there are phones with stereo speakers. This phone has been iPhoneified. It has a speaker on the rear of the phone. Iphoneified. I like that. <laughs> and its speaker is a little bit louder and clearer than an iPhone, but it's still terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really wish they would come out with something. I know with some reading devices, like for instance, the older, the BookSense Plus had stereo speakers. And some of the um, other... Well, there's your dog. That's my dog. <laughs> and, and, and some of the reading devices, I wish, wish would have them. And you may not get the best. You may not get the best sound. However, um, it's just kind of nice having that little bit of stereo effect, so that you can be more aware of the sound. It just sounds nicer and fuller, even though they're smaller. So I like that. I wish uh, more phones would be coming out with that. I I thought maybe we'd see that in the six or the six plus, but uh, no go yet. Now, maybe I, you have to wait till the seven. What do you think? You think, that in your opinion, you think they're going to come up with something like that in the future for iProducts? I mean, I don't know. It's Apple. They're yeah, stuck yeah. with their design, so mm-hmm. who knows? Jason, go ahead. I was going to say, it sounds like you're still keeping Apple around as a tech trainer, probably just wanting to keep up with what's going on there. Is that correct? 
Well, uh, the way it works, so I each year I buy the latest iPhone. I play with it for a couple of days. I decide that I don't like it, and I sell it. Sell it to Aaron. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, yeah, is, Aaron is a friend of ours that uh, also is a tech trainer, so we all go way back, and we kind of know what each other is going to do, so um, <laughs> it's kind of an inside joke. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, so that's exactly you, what happens. So, Are there features that still stand out on the iPhone that you wish would be on Android? Well, there are voiceover and Braille support and accessibility in general Mm -hmm. um, is a lot. uh, There's a lot more options and um, features that there are on the iPhone than there are on Android. And again, isn't to say that Android is not accessible. Yeah. But the ease of use of the iPhone and some of its features and just what it allows you to configure is a lot more so on Android. Um, Samsung has added a few of their own accessibility options that aren't found in regular Android, but the iPhone is still in that uh, area um, pretty far pretty far ahead. Okay, and are there features on Android that stand out as compared to iOS? Well, there are lots. Uh, a phone that acts as a remote control that you're able to control a TV with um, mm-hmm. without using uh, some sort of a... Uh, online system uh, and there are lots of NFC actually having NFC unlocked so you can use it uh, for example I, um, I recently trained somebody how to use their Android phone sort of like a pen friend oh cool now, a pen friend, uh, so for those just, of you do, who don't know, a pen friend is a device that you can point it at a label that's pre-recorded and get the information that you've pre-recorded back out from the device uh, through a speaker, and it tells you exactly what you're looking at. Right. So you can buy uh, NFC tags and NFC stickers of all varieties, and uh, you can record information on those similar to what you can on the pen friend, and you just put the phone up to it, and it plays that uh, whatever that recording is. That's very and, nice. Yeah, and that recording actually goes on the sticker, so anybody that has that phone can walk up to that sticker. Wow. Um, one cool part is you can configure those to do all kinds of things. So I have uh, where I work at, I have uh, stickers on the light switch, and I just tap the phone to the light switch. It automatically puts the phone into vibrate and turns on Wi-Fi. Uh, nice. I do this at the end of the day, and it turns vibrate off and turns off Wi-Fi for my ride home. That is pretty that, slick. That is. It really is cool, yeah. So you don't have to do voice commands anymore to turn things on or off. You just go and tap it right. or hold it near your uh, your tag, and it just does things for you. You know, there's a lot of possibilities. I wish <laughs> I wish they could do that with people. <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't like what they say, you just move toward a tag, and uh, they can't speak. Right. And I have one on the... On the um I have a SoundPod speaker, which is a portable Bluetooth speaker. I have a sticker on there, and it automatically pulls up um, my Google Play Music. So anytime I just want to pair the two, I just touch the speaker to the phone, automatically turns on my Bluetooth and opens up my music. Oh, I wish I had that feature. I really do because you can – well, you can say um, turn off Bluetooth, turn on Bluetooth – on or off, you know, but just to be able to go and touch it, it's a lot easier, I think. Yeah, that's right. certainly pretty leading edge. Also, the uh, accessibility in Android um, 
again, this depends on the version, but if you're using Google's version of TalkBack, most, if not all, of the gestures are configurable. And so, uh, for example, one thing that you can do is when you're sliding around the screen, you can choose to do a single tap instead of a double tap to activate an item. And you can change a lot of the gestures. So if you want to flick up or flick down to change through granularities like character, word, paragraph, you can do that. Or if you want it to do something completely different, like open the notification bar or something like that, you can configure those gestures to do whatever you want. Now, TalkBack, you were mentioning TalkBack. That is the voice support that's on the device, just so we're on the same page. TalkBack is one of a few Android screen readers, and it's the one that's built into many Android phones. Now, you yourself, you're a TalkBack user. Any other uh, screen reading options that you can recommend? I have all three that are in existence right now. (laughs) Uh, Voice Assistant comes with Samsung devices, with new Samsung devices, and that's the one that has a bunch of extra features added to it. Mm Mm-hmm. It works okay. The only issue as I have with it is TalkBack gets updated regularly through the Play Store, mm-hmm. which, mm-hmm. which is like um, iTunes or the, the Apple App Store. So, so TalkBack gets updated regularly, and they come out with betas, and they fix things, and they break things. The Samsung um, version of their TalkBack or their voice assistant gets updated generally once the operating system gets updated, sort of like a voiceover. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so while it has many features, if it has bugs, those bugs also don't get fixed for a while. Mm-hmm. Then there's a third one that has recently come out, probably about six months ago, maybe a little bit more than that, called Shine Plus. Right, I've heard of that, yep. And again, it's, uh, it's a great screen reader. Do not try to read its manuals. Um, it's written by individuals that don't speak any English. Hmm. And so sometimes it's uh, kind of a game to find out what each feature does, but it does offer a lot that, again, regular TalkBack does not offer in any version of Android. What are some of the highlights, would you say, on the latest version? Um, The biggest thing for me is just the ability to change through settings on the fly and adjust different things without having to go into another menu. Um, text selection is made quite a bit easier in Shine Plus. Um, it seems to work in a couple of apps that TalkBack does not, like recognizing edit boxes, although TalkBack works with just about anything, but there's a couple of them that it w- will work with. Mm-hmm. The sound schemes are different. So Now, what about voices? Are voices cross-platformed? Uh, well, that's, that's kind of the wrong term, but can you use the voices on Shine than you can with TalkBack? Definitely. It's a highlight of Android. So once you install a voice, mm-hmm. then you can use that voice with just about any application whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and there are a ton of them. You can use uh, Vocalizer, Acapella, Eloquence, uh, Google Speech. Samsung has their own. Uh, just there are so many varieties. And speech is so subjective. We could go on and on about speech all the mm-hmm. time. I know when, uh, <laughs> whenever I visit Nimmer, we always talk about different voices. We pretty much agree about voices, really. But as I say, it is so subjective that it's it's hard to say You know that the voices are um, the same for one person as they are for another. But if you were going to read yourself, if you're going to read with speech, let's say you were going to read like a manual or whatever, which voice do you like just to give the listeners an idea on what's going on with the device that you have? 
I have recently on my phone been using uh, Vocalizer um, mm-hmm. Lee. I'm using Lee, mm-hmm. which is the uh, one of the Australian voices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I've been recently using him, and uh, he works pretty well. Um, for a long time, and even on my computer, still at home, I'm I'm still go back to Eloquence. Yeah, yeah. I find it the most responsive and just works. And uh, you know, I'm used to it. But I switch through voices too, and and uh, you know, it just depends on what I feel like that day. But usually, right now, I'm on Lee. So on main menu, we deal with so many different people. We, uh, you know, from low vision to blind to sighted individuals who are counselors and they listen to the show. Uh, if you were going to use something like, say, Bookshare. Uh, is Bookshare available on Android yet? It is. Uh, so Bookshare has an app called Go Read. That app works pretty well. It's actually free on Android, and um, I think it has some cost on iOS. Uh, that would be Read to uh, It's Read to Go, isn't it? Read to Go. Yep. Read to Go yeah, on iOS. Yeah. 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 And on uh, Android, the app is called Go Read, mm-hmm. now, and it's kind of a theme with apps like that. It's a theme that the iOS one costs a little bit, and the Android one's free. Interesting. Yeah. Back when I uh, um, was doing the Accessible Devices podcast, which I still do, by the way, um, not for a while, but it's, it's um, still operable. Um, I did interview the guys that put Go Read together. <laughs> That's Read to Go together. Oh, okay. Uh, and um, it's it's really a cool app. Uh, another thing that I'm curious about is there's an app out there called Voice Dream Reader. Right. And I love that app. I think it's great. And that's for iOS. What about Android? Do they uh, go into that? It is program? recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has recently come out for Android probably oh, about good. a month ago, uh, maybe a couple months ago, somewhere around there. And it is a nice app. Yeah, it is. Very nice. You can read with just about any voice. And the neat thing about Bookshare is that I have found a book – that I've been searching for, never probably think back in the 1800s. <laughs> but in all seriousness, uh, I've been searching for this science fiction book that I wanted to get ever since uh, it was on uh, <clears throat> 33 Records. <laughs> and I found it in speech and use Voice Dream Reader, one of the many voices that you can get with it. So I'm really happy that it's come out for Android now. Yeah, and Voice Dream right now allows you to use the voices that are already on your Android phone. I don't think that they've gotten the uh, their voices, um, the ones that they tie with. That's true. To be, uh, uh, but I guess they're yet, but, working but on But in that. Android, you can use just about any voice. And I think they are working on that yeah. uh, ability to do that. Bookshare is great. Uh, you know, I wake up uh, sometimes there's a new book that comes out, and there's a couple of series that I just always look forward to when they come out. And um, generally, the day that those books come out in print, I go log on to Bookshare and I'm able to find those books. So it's they're getting a lot more books from publishers, which is really great. Great folks over at Bookshare. I mm-hmm. would not want to be without a subscription. Jason, are you a Bookshare member? I am. Okay. So yep. Then you would agree about Bookshare then. Yes, it's a yeah. wonderful resource. Especially, I mean, even when I was looking up technical material. Oh, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, I used to, uh, uh, when I was a student, so uh, Bookshare, worked with them quite a bit and uh, kind of had an agreement going, so I needed college textbooks. So they would get the books, they would scan them in, and I would proofread those textbooks. And then they would pay me with a credit 
um, towards Very my nice. next nice. subscription. Yeah. So, so you were talking back about different manufacturers having variations on Android. How do you end up choosing how you want to go about either sticking with Google or maybe trying out the manufacturer's variation? Well, the best thing I tell anybody is to really, um, if you have the opportunity to walk in a store and play with a device, pick it up, feel it, have them turn on the speech. Um, you should be ready to tell them how to do it as they don't know how mm-hmm. at the stores most likely. So how do you do it? So you would go in this really, again, depends on the version of the phone, but you can go to the app drawer and uh, find settings, go in there and go under accessibility and all the accessibility related options are in there. In Samsung devices, they hide it under another menu called vision. Oh, nice. Under accessibility. But uh, all the accessibility settings are under there. And I imagine all of the accessibility includes some of the other things like screen magnification. They have some of the audio features or vibration features for hearing impaired. Right. So there's uh, definitely quite a few options for hearing and vision. And um, on Samsung devices, on new, and uh, the updated version of Android also has things for switch control and that oh, type of good. thing as well. Cool. Okay. Now, I walk into a phone store. I know nothing about speech. I know it exists, but I can't turn it on. Can I? Can I walk into a phone store and just pick up a device, uh, an Android device, and turn on speech? Is there, Or is there a, a way that you have to go ask for that type of information from an operator of the uh, store? This really depends. So I've walked in all kinds of stores, and I've seen a bunch of different types of phones. I've seen just uh, dummy units sitting there on display shelves that aren't even turned on, that, that really you know don't do anything. Mm-hmm. I have seen some where they are already at the home screen, and those you can maybe turn on, just depends on the brand, on the manufacturer, and whether accessibility was first enabled at the setup screen. I've seen some that are just off, and if you turn them on, you know they hand the phone to you, and it goes straight to the setup screen. Pretty much, then it's a it's it's a game whether you can turn speech on or not. I mean, you really have to do your research, correct? Definitely, they definitely have to do the research. Um, Android by default has ways to turn on the speech. Um, they work great if you're at the setup screen, and after the setup screen, they may or may not work. Okay. Just depends on the manufacturer. Um, Samsung has implemented triple click home. Oh. If you grab a Samsung phone, if you just uh, by default, does triple click home work? By default, it works at the setup screen, and hopefully, it will work once you're not at the setup screen. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, there's the word. (laughs) (laughs) There's the word. What about turning on the voice type? feature like Siri and saying, turn on talkback or something like that. Can you do that? You cannot do that for a couple of different reasons. Uh, One reason is that many phones don't even have any hardware buttons um, other than a power button. Okay. Wow. And so you're just have a, a phone with a flat screen. And um, so you have a power button, you have some volume buttons and that's really about it. What about your galaxy? Does that have a button that you can press? This one does have a home button. Okay. So, so, um, so could and you... the other thing is that they have not tied TalkBack in to the assistance yet to Google Now or to uh, the S Voice Assistant. Okay. And it would be it would be really hard to do 
in defense of them, again, there's not really any hardware buttons on most phones, and the ones that do have the hardware buttons, the first thing that happens when you push the hardware button to activate an assistant is it asks you which assistant you'd like to launch. Oh, okay. There's such oh. choice on Android. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you can't see that screen to select <laughs> which assistant you want... There you are. You know, it, there it you be, are. Yeah. Right. If I were to just walk in and I was a general public phone user, I knew nothing about it. I would suppose you would recommend going with a Samsung device. I would recommend, uh, it really just depends on the individual. Just in general, I'd recommend the Samsung device as they have the most accessibility options mm-hmm. and their accessibility team. Um, there's an individual working for them. Uh, her name is Kendra Green. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's very responsive to accessibility and brings stuff to their engineers. And just about with every update, they come out with accessibility enhancements. Um, just about all their apps are very, very accessible. Um, they put accessibility hints into their apps, telling you when to double tap or that type of thing. Very, very much receptive to accessibility. Nice. Wow. Beyond that, um, just an, a, a device that is running very stock Android that is going to receive updates straight from Google. I'd recommend something like that. Other than that, the other manufacturers do all kinds of crazy things, and you're That's going what to get I heard. varying yeah. results. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wondering about that, too, because we're so used to getting updates. You know, Those of us who have iOS uh, devices, we're so used to getting updates when Apple releases them. And I've heard things about how with some Android devices, you get the update when the carrier issues it and you get all sorts of sometimes a little bit of for lack of a better term bloatware on the phone from the carrier and you know all sorts of third-party stuff not really sure maybe you can clarify yep so it really depends on the android phone so if you get a phone straight from google you get a nexus phone nexus device okay Uh, those phones have no bloatware on them those phones are going to get updates directly from google um pretty quickly uh, you're going to get the latest operating system. LG's devices, LG's a little bit faster than a lot of companies in updating their devices to the latest versions. And, um, you know, they're pretty close to right after Google releases an update. They'll release an update. But the thing with LG and the other carriers is the phone carrier, the phone provider, has to approve those updates. So they get them from the manufacturer of the phone. They have to approve them. Make sure that they work on the on the network, and then they have to add their own apps and mm-hmm. customizations to that. So usually it takes a little bit of time. Now a lot of them are doing. Um, Samsung is one of them. They're releasing monthly updates, and those Samsung has worked with the carriers to make sure that those are released immediately. Oh, that's nice. And those monthly updates are basically security updates, um, some bug fixing, things like that. Mm-hmm. Now, we just got Marshmallows, a new version of Android, mm-hmm. unreleased. I doubt Samsung devices will see that till probably December or January. So that's what the latest operating system is going to be called as Marshmallow. Oh, boy. Yep, the latest one is Marshmallow. Give me some more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, ter- that's some more of that humor going on there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, let's see. The first dessert. Um, let's see. 
cupcake. It was the first dessert. Oh, yeah. And we had uh, donut, eclair, froyo, gingerbread, honeycomb, ice cream sandwich, jelly bean, Kit Kat, lollipop, and now we've got marshmallow. Marshmallow. Yep. Wow, these are all good things. (laughs) Yep. Now, if you were a uh, low-vision user, what's the best thing that you could recommend for a low-vision user using Android stock out of the box? Of course, this depends on how much vision you have. What can they expect from an Android device? Many low-vision users that I have uh, demonstrated Android to um, like it quite a bit more than they like iOS. And this was before iOS introduced this new toolbar um, for Zoom. That makes some of the controls uh, more out there. Mm. Because you don't have to do all the crazy three-finger, double, triple taps to scroll around mm-hmm. um, with the Zoom on iOS. The gestures for Zoom on Android are just easier to use. Also, again, before the 6 Plus came out, Android phones are bigger, and having a bigger screen just helps. And in general, Android screens are better and brighter uh, more pixels, just better screens in general. And so a lot of times, individuals with low vision do like the options that Android has. On the Samsung device, I don't remember what Android has with just stock with their latest versions because I haven't looked at them in a while. On the Samsung devices, you have options for grayscale. Inverted. And yeah, yeah. Inversion, yeah. Yeah. All kinds of different options. So definitely for low vision users, I think Android's great. So what would it be like for an individual with low vision to pick up a phone and start playing with their accessibility features? What would uh, one do? Well, you would uh, go to the settings and you'd go to accessibility and you'd go to vision. Okay. Yep. Straightforward. So and, uh, that's only in Samsung. The other ones tend not to have vision. They just have everything laid out under accessibility. Let's talk about playtime a little bit. What do you like to use for apps? that people may not be aware of? Like, what do you like to play with on your phone? What's your pleasure apps? Well, I've gotten into this new uh, game that has just been released called uh, Blind Legend. And I think it's on iOS as well. Yeah, I think I remember that. It is, yep. Um, So I've recently been playing with that a little bit. Um, Let's see. I was working with some students, and uh, we were a little bit bored, and it was a Friday, and it was a fun day. And I said, well... Let's learn how to make some rap songs. And uh, I don't know. I don't really like rap. It's not my style. But um, there's a cool app on Android called Auto Rap. It may be on iOS too. I'm not sure. But you basically uh, just talk into this app. And um, you select the beat that you want. And it turns it into a rap, puts auto-tuning into it, and does some crazy cool things with it. Wow. I I already hate it. Yeah, Nimmer and I have done some pretty crazy things in our lifetime with our phones. Yes. Well, I've I've been there. Definitely do some crazy things. Um, so some of the book reading apps, uh, there's quite a few music um, subscriptions and apps and things that one can use. Uh, what about navigation? So navigation, we have a thousand and one options, and oh. they're all really pretty good. Google Maps is Really, the easiest, you just uh, do it. You say, OK, Google. And, um, you know, once the phone's unlocked, you say, OK, Google. Uh, navigate to wherever or uh, transit directions to wherever, and it gives you that information. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, Nearby Explorer is a $100 app. 
but it's great. It lets you customize exactly what you hear and what you don't hear and how much information it gives. And it has a feature that's a watch, so you can set a destination as a watch. And uh, as you're getting closer, it'll tell you that. Um, it'll tell you where buildings are in terms of a clock face. Mm-hmm. So it's just a really great app. Um, there's a bunch of other ones. NowNav um, is one of them, and that one does really similar to Nearby Explorer. Not quite all the options, but it's pretty similar, and it's about I don't know, $10 or something, $5 maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, Get There is a really cool app. I think it's free. It just gives you really great directions. Great for a kind of a beginner. You're starting out with mobility. As you're moving around, it'll tell you you're coming up to the intersection. You're getting closer. You're getting, you know, it'll give you really specific directions and it'll keep talking to you and mm-hmm. just a you know really good app. And I mean, there's just lots and lots of GPS apps. Well, that's good to know. Now I like to read my mail. I don't have anybody around to read my mail. I can't read bills well the bills are kind of a a a sort of a dicey world but i can't tell what my mail is uh is being read to me um because i don't have anybody around is there anything comparable to let's say knfb reader or what would one use to read uh, that type of mail sure so if you're me and you get mail unless you're expecting it you take it and you rip it up and throw it in the trash or shred it or whatever um, sounds good to me he has weird, anyways weird ideas <laughs> <laughs> the uh, knfb reader app has just been released for android it's kind of really about time and it's been about the only app that the nfb has decided to release um, so i don't know but uh it's been released and um just because i that's just what I do. So I bought the thing, and I'm probably the only one that has. But I bought it. Mm-hmm. How much for the app? Oh, it's only $100. Yeah, yeah. Did okay. you catch it during the sale, though? They had a two-day sale, I think. No, that made me upset. You know, they oh, did that, that sale upset, pretty close after I bought the app. Oh. And, you know, I wasn't happy, but... Uh... Anyway, so I bought the app, and I put it to a test. And it's a, you know it does pretty decently. I expected it to at that cost. You know, otherwise, I would not have... I really would not have been happy, and I would have got my refund. But it, you know, it does pretty well. Um, I think that there are there's an app that is on the Samsung App Store that is called uh, Optical Reader, and that app does very well. It doesn't have some of the guidance features of the KNFB Reader, like the tilt guidance or the the auto picture, whatever it is, the field of view report. Oh That's yeah, field of view. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have that, but it, it does great. You know, you snap a picture and it'll read you the same content in the same way, just as accurately, and probably even faster. Um, no. So there are, you know, there are several apps. There's the Abbey Text Reader, which works really well as well. There's Google Goggles. I'm sure that there will be some improvements made to KNFB. Uh, I know when I first started out, there were some features that I wish it would have and, and now has the features. I think they've updated it about three or four times mm-hmm. now. So. Yeah, yeah. so that will be coming, I'm sure, to Android. I mean, I, I, I hope think. that it does. Um, you know, we'll wait and see what happens, I guess. Mm-hmm. And You know, if somebody's really looking for a pretty decent app and they need that guidance and all that, I mean, it's, it's the only app out there. So, I mean, I would say, you know, give it a try and... Google has a refund window of, I want to say, an hour. Um, so you can try the app out. If you don't like it, hit the refund button. And even beyond that, you can contact Google within a couple of days and still get that refund. So That's the feature that I really like about Android. If you don't like an app, you can just hit a button. Yep. You just go back into the Play Store. You know, After you try it, you just go back in there. And I've used the feature quite a bit. You know, Go buy an app and hit the refund button. 
That's nice. Oh, yeah, I've seen him do it. I've seen him try an app. I'll be, I'd be sitting uh, across the room from uh, and he didn't like some, <laughs> and he'd say a few words <laughs> yep, and, hit the re- and hit the refund button and uh, it's all taken care of. Yep. Wow. Pretty much. So that, that's a limited time feature. Like I can imagine you probably don't give you too long to do that. They give you about an hour or two, I think two hours of the refund button still shows up on the Play Store. Wow. Uh, beyond that, if you contact Google and explain that you know you didn't like the app and you couldn't try it out in the limited window and all that, and you know within a day or two they will still refund mm-hmm. that because it's easier and cheaper for them to refund it than it is to spend a whole lot of time going around and around. And they want you to be happy, so they'll mm-hmm. refund it. Yeah. Wow, that's that's great. I wish we had that. Yeah. Now, uh, music apps. We're jumping around a little bit. What do you recommend for a good music app? <laughs> There are lots of them. Uh, Google Play Music is just a really nice app, all labeled controls and gives you access to playlists and things. But it also ties in with the Google Play Music subscription, which just has Mm -hmm. a ton of music. So, I mean, I don't know. I use that quite a bit. Um, Otherwise, uh, I use uh, TuneIn Radio. I'm going to ask you about radio apps. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. I use that and have that connected with my Amazon Echo. So that one's pretty cool. Um, nice. How Pandora the- works okay. Spotify works pretty well. There's one that's called Gone Mad Music Player that's just a standalone music player. Mm-hmm. And that works you know, really well as well. Yeah, with your Amazon Echo, how does that app work? Well, they, they, they must have an app for Android. So how does that work with your Echo? Alexa app is what they call it. And she works. Oh, my Alexa just woke up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just a second. I said, Alexa, I said her name. Alexa, good morning. Oh, she doesn't hear you. <laughs> Mine does. Alexa, good morning. <laughs> Alexa, good morning. Yeah, she doesn't hear you. <laughs> she, heard, she heard me. Alexa, it's not morning. Oh, you have one too? <laughs> yeah, of course she doesn't know what I meant. <laughs> yeah, mine's too far away. Yeah, we all have our... <laughs> our favorite toys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At one point, uh, Alexa would say... I uh, something like uh, I I can't understand. I don't know the answer to you. She'd say, "I'm sorry, I can't hear what you have heard," or something like that. Her inflection have ch- has changed over the months. It has, yeah. I've noticed that. Yeah, I've noticed that as well. I got her uh, when they were first uh, coming out. I put in the order for an invitation, and I got one soon after. So same here. Yeah, I yeah. got them when they were ninety nine dollars from uh, Prime. Too. Same here. Yep. Yep, and I'm a Prime member. I'm I'm yeah, really fun. I am as well. Oh, I get man. a ton from there. <laughs> I get a ton and from Amazon. I've started using Jet more, but man, it, uh, Prime is just so much more useful. Mm-hmm. And so that gives you access to Amazon Prime Music. Does that is there an uh, Android app for that? There is an app for that, but I find their selection to be pretty limited. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so it isn't something that I use a whole lot. If anything, I use it more on my Echo, just because it's all tied in. Mm-hmm. That's right. But I, I really don't use it that much on my phone. I mean, half the time I ask it for something and it maybe has one song or doesn't have any songs or I mm-hmm. don't even know. One thing I think is kind of funny is you ask it for uh, you know, the playlist of what you're listening for. And <laughs> whoops. <laughs> and it, it, it says uh, something like, uh, that's all there is. And it as it, going to the beginning, it <laughs> can just play one or two songs over and over again. Yep. Mm. I've definitely have tied mine into Pandora. I wish it would connect with Google Play, but 
It just hasn't. Maybe someday it will. I've got mine hooked into Pandora as well as to TuneIn Radio and yeah, me too. Oh, oh or uh, yeah, TuneIn Radio. And of course, if you want to, you can just have it uh, connect right into ACB Radio and just carry your tunes with you. You know, it's pretty cool. Yep. In general, there's a lot of in the AT community in general, there's a lot of individuals really afraid to try Android and will say that Android's not accessible and all kinds of things about Android. I would just say the individuals that you should at least try it out. I'm not one to waste my time with inaccessible things. And I use Android and have used it as a daily thing for probably, I don't know, about four or five years now. And it has really improved. Um, if you would have asked me to recommend it three, four years ago, I probably would not have recommended it to most people. Mm-hmm. You know, it just would not have done that. I mean, it worked okay, but I mean, when you have to use a physical keyboard to do everything, I wouldn't call that accessibility. Right. Mm-hmm. It has really improved since then. There's been a lot more apps, accessibility apps and other apps in general um, released. And just about anything I try is accessible. If it isn't, it's because it has inaccessible buttons and those are pretty easily labeled. Mm-hmm. Just in general, I mean, having three different screen reader options, having a bunch of different apps, if the default app, you don't like it, get another one. Yeah. Um, just having that choice. Yeah, I just tell people, you know, give it a try and understand that the whole big thing is iOS and everything else. But, you know, just give it a fair shot. Forget everything you know about iOS. Give Android a fair shot. And that's an issue, too. A lot of people try Android. And a day or two later, they write a blog. And it's all about Android's not accessible. Android didn't let me do this and that. Mm -hmm. You have to remember, Android is not iOS. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are things I can't do on an iOS device that I can certainly do on Android very easily. Um, (laughs) That brings me to another point. You know, with a computer these days, you use not only one screen reader, you use two or three. Right. And if something doesn't work out to your liking on the computer, you switch to another screen reader. And I guess I would like to say as well, give Android a try. Give it a fair shot. Don't don't bash them. I've seen people use Android. Uh, seriously, Nimmer is just great with Android. And if he's telling you what he thinks, that really is how he sees it. And that is how I think the rest of... Uh, the individuals out there who are listening should at least give something a try. And why not, if you don't want a phone, why not try some sort of an Android tablet? What would you recommend for a tablet, Nimmer? Well, again, I recommend the um, Samsung uh, tabs, the Samsung tablets. They just released a Samsung View that's about an 18-inch monster tablet. Wow. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Hold that thing comfortably for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But the Samsung tablets, I definitely recommend. Also, the uh, just the regular Google tablets. Same, you know, same with phones. I recommend basically a Samsung device with their add-ons, or just a setup straight Google device. If you try to go, there's fifty-dollar tablets, hundred-dollar tablets. You can get a fifty or hundred-dollar tablets, but you're going to get what you paid for. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. always the case. And uh, and your accessibility. I mean, you're not going to get a fifty or hundred-dollar iPad because Apple's not going to sell you an inferior. Um, user experience. Right. Well, on Android, you have that choice. You can buy a fifty-dollar tablet, and you can be okay with it, but you're not going to get a great experience. Mm-hmm. Now, in November 2015, what can we expect to pay for one of these good tablets? Uh, probably about uh, three hundred and up. 
mm-hmm. depending okay. on if you find the sale, something like that. About that, you know, average close to the same price that you're going to find an iPad for. Mm-hmm. And are you able to use, let's say, Skype successfully on a tablet? Definitely, I use it all the time. The one mm-hmm. thing that I really uh, it kind of infuriates me with Skype is on Android is that I can't actually start a group call. Right. I can manage groups. I can do whatever I want with a group. I can mm-hmm. kick people from a group, but I cannot start a stupid Skype group call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, this is neither here nor there, but I'm going to say it anyway. I really am dissatisfied. <clears throat> I'm going to say it again. I'm really dissatisfied with uh, the way Skype has gone on a computer-based system, on mm. you know, just on a regular computer. I I, I find Skype... I was able to sit down and work with so many students on Skype. Do it this way. Do it do it this way and it just worked great. And now there's so many <laughs> so many things with Skype. Yeah, I've actually started to use uh, TeamTalk more with students mm-hmm. and especially with groups of students and I find it really beneficial to use that and it allows me to kick people out and let people join. And now why do you want to kick people out of everything, Nimmer? What is with you? <laughs> well, you know, Skype, you know, you can't do push to talk with Skype. Yeah. And somebody That's has it. a lot of background noise or something else going on then mm-hmm. yep. you know, you need to have a way to Kind of give them a little time out for a minute or two. And mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really like Team Talk as well, and I just find it a little easier to use now than Skype. Right. Is there a Team Talk client for Android? That would be really cool. There is a Team Talk client for Android. Yep. Oh wow. And okay. How about accessibility? Is it accessible uh, with a tablet or? It is pretty. Um, last time I tried it, which has been a while, because I just use Team Talk on a computer now mostly. But anytime, last time I tried it, it worked pretty well. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, most apps do. Like I said, the things that aren't going to work in an app generally is if it's a game or a graphic or something, or if it has uh, just a bunch of unlabeled buttons. And yeah. those are easily labeled. Those are really. I mean, I don't find an app. I hardly ever find an app that you just go into and there's absolutely nothing. You know, it's just a dead app. <laughs> uh, I find them once in a while on iOS for sure. But oh yeah, if you f- want to follow me or ask me any questions, uh, feel free to find me on Twitter or any of the other platforms. I'm not uh, hidden. So oh great. Do so you want to give us some contact info? I'm uh, sure you can find me. Uh, my name is Nimmer N I M E R uh, last name Jabber J A B E R. You can find me on Twitter at Nimmer Jabber. And I'm you sure can you call me whatever you like. I get all kinds, you know, as long as you get close, so whatever you like. Well, that's how you screen out the telemarketers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to uh, send me an email, you can reach me as well. I'm nimmerjabber1 at gmail. Hmm. Okay. So I was the original Nimmer Jabber, but it got spammed, so I closed it and created the one. Ah, okay. Oh, okay. A lot of people mispronounce my name. They always call me Rusnik, and it's Rusnak, or it, it, uh, there's so many different. Yeah. I, I heard I heard some people pronounce it that way, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's not it. That's not it. And, even and people I, do all sorts of crazy things with my name. Too. And even when I tell them it's Rusnak, they go, then they call me the, whatever they want to call me. So you know what? I I just don't care. <laughs> well, I stopped caring a while back. I mean, yeah. I've gotten uh, Nimer, Nimber, Number, Numer, Namir, Namer. Mm-hmm. I've gotten all kinds of names, and that's just the first name. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, not a, not the not the last name. Yeah, that's right. Well, thank you, Nimer, <laughs> for uh, being with us on Main Menu. Really appreciate that, and uh, you've given us a, just a ton of information. And uh, 
Uh, we'd really like to have you back, uh, and we'll talk about some more things sometime. How about it? Sure, sounds great. I look forward to converting everybody to Android. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. All right, thanks a lot. Wow, that was quite an information-packed episode on Android. And furthermore, you had to endure our little tangent on the Amazon Echo. I wanted to come back here and fill you in on what that is. It kind of reminds me of Siri, but it's Amazon's take. It's a speaker that stands about a foot tall, and not only will it play music, but it will respond when you use its name, which is Alexa. And that's why we were saying Alexa on the program. And so it's quite entertaining, um, neat device. You can find out more at amazon.com echo. And that's a wrap for this week's show. We hope you enjoyed it, and we certainly enjoyed having Nimmer Jabber with us. If you would like more information on Main Menu, or you would like to subscribe to the podcast, you can find more information at mainmenu.acbradio.org. You can listen to us by phone. Call 605-475-8130 and select option 1. Again, that's 605-475-8130 and select option 1. There's also a friends chat list and you can subscribe to it by sending an email to mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. We're also on Twitter at Main Menu, and the Twitter page is www.twitter.com slash mainmenu. We welcome your feedback and suggestions, and so you can email us at mainmenu at acbradio.org. Again, mainmenu at acbradio.org. Randy and I were talking about maybe setting up a phone number so that you could call in and leave feedback, and that would be a lot of fun, I think. So we'll work on that and keep you posted. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Bye, everyone.